This is our fourth session on 1 Thessalonians 1, 7-10, and I simply want to reflect with you on this wrath to come and this deliverance from that wrath by Jesus and how it affects our waiting. Let's read starting at verse 9. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of entrance we had among you and how you you turn toward God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait. We talked about how serving and waiting relate to each other. For his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Father, show us from your word what this is and how terrible it is and how precious, glorious, breathtakingly wonderful it is that we sinners don't have to be afraid of this wrath from you coming upon the world if we have Jesus as our deliverer. Show us this, Lord, and and cause us to see him as precious in his coming. I ask this in his name, Jesus' name. Amen. What is coming here? And here's the description of it from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance, this is the wrath, on those who do not know God, on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus, they will suffer the punishment of eternal This is why it is so serious. Eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might when he comes on that day to be glorified in his saints and to be marveled at among all who believed because our testimony to you was believed. So it's going to be affliction for the unbeliever, and it's going to be relief for the believer. It's going to be eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord for unbelievers, and it's going to be glorification and marveling for those who are believers. That's what he's referring to when he says there is a wrath to come. Here's a description of it from Romans chapter 2. Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment, and it will be righteous, no one will have any 
cause to fault God on that day. Judgment will be revealed. So in Paul's understanding, which he learned from Jesus, there is a day of wrath coming upon the world. Now, how does Jesus deliver from that wrath? And our first thought is, isn't that why he died on the cross? What's left for him to do at the second coming? So let's ponder that for just a moment. First from Romans, then back to 1 Thessalonians. Here's Romans 5. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So there is the key victory. That's right. Something has already happened to solve our guilt and sin problem, and that would be the wrath problem too. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, past, we're already justified, declared righteous. No condemnation. Chapter 8, verse 1. Much more, shall we be saved? See the argument? Since we have now been justified, shall we be saved by him from wrath? So this picture is exactly what we're talking about here with Jesus delivers us from the wrath to come. And even though we are justified, that justification doesn't mean there is no judgment coming. It means that Jesus will save us from it. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, so reconciliation has already happened. God is our friend. He's not our wrathful enemy. And it happened because of the death of the son. Much more than now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. So don't ever say that because Jesus died for our sins, this doesn't need to happen. Oh, it's because Jesus died for our sins. This is going to happen. Jesus is going to save us from the wrath to come. Now, here's, here's the way Paul says it in the fifth chapter of this letter of Thessalonians. Oh, I love this text because when I think I've mentioned this before, when I was told that I had cancer back in 2005, whenever it was, I was sitting there waiting for the biopsy to be taken, so utterly flabbergasted that the doctor had told me he thinks I have cancer. This is the verse that came to me like a tidal wave of peace. God has not destined us for wrath. It's coming. Oh, wrath is coming. It's just not our destiny. Who? Who's not whose destiny as you sit there in the doctor's office? God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation, which is the opposite of wrath, and it's going to be glorious, through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. So he died for us, all who believe in him and are united to him. His blood covers our sin, so that whether we are awake, that means alive when Jesus comes, or asleep, that means having died when Jesus comes. In other words, whether this cancer is going to be healed or whether it's going to take your life, you're safe. You're going to live forever with him. 
So the wrath problem is decisively solved by the death of Jesus. But the death of Jesus secures for us this future. Jesus delivers us from the wrath to come. Here's the way it's described in Hebrews 9. Having been offered once in history on the cross to bear the sins of many, Christ will appear a second time not to deal with sin. That's over. And we are either under his blood because of faith, or we're not under his blood and we'll be under wrath. He's coming, rather, to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Why should it be so eager? Well, to escape wrath, first of all. But that's just negative, right? Escape for what? Here's what Paul says in the fourth chapter. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of the archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise with new resurrection bodies first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. That's it. That's it, right? Escaping wrath is glorious. This is the goal, to be with the Lord of glory, to be with your best friend, to be with your Savior, your God, to be conformed to his image in his presence. That's the goal. And here's a few other tokens. (laughs) Philippians 3.20, our citizenship is in heaven. From it we wait. A Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body. Oh my goodness. Praise God. I mean, if you're young and you're listening to this right now, you probably have a beautiful body. I don't. (laughs) And guess what? In 40 years, you won't either. This body of lowliness is wasting away and it's going to die if Jesus doesn't come first. And to watch it waste away is a sad affair. And to be told, we are waiting a Savior who's going to transform that lowly body out of the grave to be like his glorious body. Jesus says we're going to shine like the sun in the kingdom of our Father by the power that enables him to subject everything to himself. It is guaranteed you're going to have a glorious body, you whose body is wasting away by disease or age. Just one more verse. 2 Timothy, henceforth, there is laid up for me, Paul says at the end of his life, a crown of righteousness. God's going to count him righteous and make him righteous perfectly. Crown him with righteousness. Oh, that will be good to be done sinning. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, yes, to Paul. Amen. I'm happy for Paul to get the biggest possible crown and reward. I'll be admiring Paul the rest of eternity. And not only to me, but to all who have loved his appearing. So when it says we are waiting here, this is not an indifferent waiting. 
for the Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus. We love Jesus. We love this deliverance. We love escape from this wrath, and we love eternal fellowship with this Christ. That's implied in wait. For those who love his appearing, he is going to wrap us in his asbestos affections, and we will pass through this fire amazed and marveling at the holy wrath of God into the safety of heaven forever.